Hello, listener. Thanks for pressing play. On this episode of the Jock and Nerd Podcast, Logan becomes the first superhero movie to land an adapted screenplay nomination at the Oscars. Geek Mooner. Black Panther is tracking for a strong opening weekend. We've got our first look at Brie Larson in costume from the set of Captain Marvel. And Dan Slott is leaving the amazing Spider-Man to write Iron Man. Runway approved. Yeah, I thought you'd say that. Plus, I finally got Anthony to start watching Black Mirror. And we discuss and review the very first episode, season one, episode one, titled National Anthem. Also, we got some listener comments and a whole bunch more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Friday, January 26th, 2018. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. There, what's up? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. Also joining us is our federally mandated by the government token felty American. Every podcast has to have. Thank you, affirmative action. Oh, it's Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? What's up, dudes? I've only been on a mandate once, and it was uh, <laughs> under duress. <laughs> You didn't know it was a man, did you? Let me just cut to I the punchline. I did know, but uh, I felt pressured. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Hey, welcome to the show. If you are a first-time listener, this is what we do here. We Every week, we deliver comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Uh, and that could mean a number of things. On this show, we're going to go over some news, and I finally uh, mind-programmed, mind-wiped Anthony and got him to watch the very first episode of the first season of Black Mirror. Oh, shit. Only one episode, Anthony. Only one episode. I tried yeah. to get him to watch the whole season, which is only three episodes, but look, it's a start. Baby Ooh. steps. Baby steps. Was it too like- heavy for you? What happened? No, I was going to watch it yesterday, but then I decided to go out instead. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. Have a, you have a life and stuff. Yeah. So, bro, do you even podcast? This is why Something. jocks don't podcast. This is why jocks don't. They yeah. don't do the heavy lifting on a we podcast. Do shit. We do. We heavy lift. We just not on when it comes to a podcast. They just they lift show up. weights. Yeah. Uh, they show up and they talk and leave. I know, Dewey. Yes. So, look, if you are a new listener, the most important thing you could do for us, listen whatever app you want, but subscribe in Apple Podcasts if you're on a Mac, if you're on an iOS device. You know what we need? What's that? We haven't had someone review us on Apple in a while. The reviews are nice. They don't really mean shit. Apple thinks you're important if you have lots of subscribers. Oh. So the way I'll to get fool, Jess Rivera's like a team, Jess Rivera, crack team on this. Gather well, so, the so, troops. Yeah, subscribe. So uh, specifically, Apple Pod. If we get enough subscribers, they will be fooled into thinking we are something important, and then give us a little more exposure, move us up in the charts. That's how that works. If you don't have an iOS device, you can also find us on the Spotify. Uh, very easy. You may already live in Spotify. What's up if you're listening to us in Spotify? But the Apple Podcast subscription, that's very important. We would love it if you could hook us up. Do one of those things. And I also had a thought. I think this show is a great audio compliment 
for a delicious snack-sized serving of uh, Tide Pods. Oh, shit. Yeah, what's with that? I, Have you been, uh, anybody doing the Tide Pod challenge out there? Listen to the it, show. What are, why are people eating Tide Pods? Does it Pods? get you fucked up or you just die? Is this really happening? I've seen, so I heard, I, there was a joke on the internet that uh, SpaghettiOs are just uh, <laughs> Tide Pod flavored spaghetti. <laughs> Oh, okay. Tide yeah. Pod flavored spaghetti. Now, look, I will admit that these things look delicious. They look like the everlasting gobstoppers from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. But why are people eating them? I think if I you eat know. them and you die, you deserve to die. Well, and see, that may thin out I think the herd. We thin the herd, yes. A little social Darwinism. I'm always for that. Eat your fucking Tide Pods. YouTube has been removing videos. Now, is this yeah, censorship? Yeah, because teens are eating Tide Pods. <laughs> I think this is censorship. Leave those fucking videos this up. This is a weak generation if they're going to fucking eat something that they know is going to probably kill them. Eat. Look, those people, like, we don't need them. Never, we like, don't need those people. I would never pour myself a blue milk special of Tide uh, and drink it, like, ever. <laughs> I kind of want to Capri Sun it and stick a tiny little straw and take a sip. Like, I don't what know. About a, what about a Tide Pod <laughs> enema? Oh, squeeze that up, up into, uh, Yeah. You I, definitely fart bubbles, which would be cool. If anybody's actually seen a video of somebody eating, I tried to find some, and apparently YouTube has removed I'm sure them this all. this has been done at a bachelor party. Ugh. Stop eating the Tide Pods, you fucking idiots. And subscribe to the Jock and Nerd podcast while you're eating them. But that's really not a way to gain an audience because those people will probably be dead soon. But I'll take the subscription. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> as well, long as you subscribe and your phone works. Yes. We'll yes. Their spleens will have less grass stains in them. Yeah. And then you, yes. May I recommend uh, Hawaiian Breeze flavor or Ocean Mist? Those are delicious. Okay. Let's get to the news. <laughs> The Jock and Ned Podcast. If you want to write in and describe what a Tide Pod tastes like if you've done it, uh, feel free. We'd love to read it on you the air. You are an absolute moron, and I want to hear from you. <laughs> Visit jockandnerd.com slash contact. I would love to pick the brain of someone who ate a Tide Pod. On our website, you will find our Twitter page, Facebook page. Uh, little, You can send us an email. You can send us your voice, and you can join our awesome Facebook group. That's called the Jock and Nerd Nation. And really, just by listening, you're already part of the Jock and Nerd Nation. Make it official. Join the Facebook group. Add all your friends. That seems to be the popular thing. That's I love like the it. new trend. Yes. Bring them over, man. As long as those people come and they listen. I do want to welcome some people that I know I'm pretty positive are listeners, such as Andrew Twitch Hatch, Emma Young, Blake Braden, Ed Gonsalves, and Bill Vincent, who wrote, what's up, guys? Pretty new listener of the podcast, but absolutely love it and haven't missed an episode since starting. Talking nerd. Thanks, Bill. That? Bill Vincent. Oh, who's that? I don't know. He joined the group this week, <laughs> and uh, he, he wasn't Shouldn't added know by him? anyone. When did he write that? Like this week at some point when I when I welcomed oh. him in the welcome post because if you come I will welcome you with a post everyone says hi also welcome to John Bellotti Jr.'s friends and relatives that he added very cool and more friends of Jess Rivera dude Jess is doing uh, the gospel for us if, do you see this he's, God's work he, he's doing the God's work Jess very good he's spreading the geekery everyone do the same push our show on your friends whether they want it or not we'd love to be an annoyance okay. Oscar nominations are out, guys. Oscar noms. You heard of this thing? Noms. Short for mm. nomination. Nom, nom, nom. Nom, nom, nom. Uh, and a couple of interesting things that overlap with uh, some of the movies we love to talk about. So we discussed many weeks ago how Wonder Woman was giving the, doing this huge Oscar push for uh, best picture, best director, best, best actress, best actor for Gal, Gal Gadot. So after all that media push, Wonder Woman gets nothing. Uh. Nothing. 
Now, and as it as it should be. Well, that's my question. Is this a snub? Or no. is this maybe actually the movie doesn't deserve no. those nominations? It doesn't. It does not deserve an Oscar by any stretch. I mean, look, it's a good movie, but it's not even the best comic book movie. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, I think everyone freaked out because DC Warner Brothers finally just made a good movie, which is all we wanted. And then everyone yeah. lost their mind. But we yeah. addressed that on our review. We yeah. addressed yeah. that there was problems with the movie. And if you watch it again, you'll see it. Yeah, so I'm actually, I'm kind of proud of them for like not like caving to feel any pressure to be like, Good. oh, we got to give them now. something, you know? Have some integrity if you're well, going to fucking cave in on pressure. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Fucking Academy didn't cave on this one. And it's like giving Denzel an Oscar for best actor in well, training. Well, I day. think mm-hmm. they have like a strong female director uh with Ladybird, yeah, she's the one. So they, female they're they're going to probably give Ladybird something, Redick so they don't Gerwig. have. Yeah, they yeah. don't have to worry about Wonder Woman and Patty Jenkins. So it's not like they didn't put a female in the director category. There is a female right. up there. Uh, but here's the big news. This is fucking huge. I couldn't have been happier. Geek Everyone's top pick of best superhero movie last year, Logan, has become the first superhero movie to land an adapted screenplay nomination at the Oscars. With Scott Frank, director James Mangold, and Michael Green sharing the honor. Holy shit. Oh, shit. That's pretty huge, guys. Think about it. They, the Academy looked at this movie and fucking took it seriously for once. Well, it was a serious movie. It was a serious movie, despite a dude with indestructible slashy claws and all the gore. Uh, but a story of aging, of growing old, of loss. Right. Yeah, it was, they, the movie took itself very seriously. I still think Dark Knight had a better script and this should have been in there before this movie. That's but, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I would I, agree. Dark Knight was probably a better film than a yeah. better script. And really the story, the plot of this is just children of men. It's the same story. Right. So it's not even that original, but holy shit, I couldn't be happier. I mean, look at what James Mangold has done with this Wolverine franchise. Think of the first two movies where it came from and he's turned it into an Oscar worthy uh, story. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yes, because he's got the man before the gold. Not gold man. He's, he's not gold man. He's man gold. <laughs> man gold. Does that make a difference? I think it makes a huge difference. <laughs> uh, also, a couple is, other is interesting man bat better than Batman? Ma- Batman, no. Man bat, I always thought was awkward. Yes. Bat. Like, it just doesn't flow off the tongue. So sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Man gold, though. Yeah. That works for me. Uh, a couple other interesting things to note. Get Out gets four nominations. Best Picture, Best Actor for Daniel Kaluuya, who is in the first season of uh, Black Mirror, Best Director, and Best Original Screenplay. Now, do you agree with this? I don't know. That's uh... I think it was a good movie, but I'm saying the same thing as Wonder Woman. It was a good movie, but I've seen better horror movies. I've seen better thrillers. I've seen better lots of things. Anthony, have you had a chance to see the Get Out yet? No, I watched it. It's a pretty good movie. Yeah, it's a, but is it an Oscar worthy movie? It's on Netflix. It is on cable right now. Cable. Okay. It's on cable. Uh, mm. I agree. It's good. But I mean, is it like the only thing I would could I would be behind is probably best original screenplay and maybe best director. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know about the other two. Yeah. But but I mean, that, that was a surprise. And then here's the best thing. A Guillermo del Toro monster movie leads the pack with 13 nominations. Oh, shit. Shape of Water, most nominations. Now, I haven't seen this movie, so I, I can't really speak on how good it is. But, yeah. I mean, everybody that's seen it has told me great things about it. But, I mean, seeing with Get Out, people told me it was great, too. But 
I don't know. I mean, this is just an anomaly that something. I mean, Guillermo's a very direct, uh, talented director, yeah. and he's got a lot of talent. So it'd be good for him to win something. I mean, he uh, won the gold out of globe. these thirteen. He's got to win at least one. He's. I mean, to elevate like a monster movie to this kind of you know actual cla- classy art piece, it looks great. I'm dying to see it, and I was just shocked that uh, they're giving this to a monster movie. That's great. I'm down for that. I hope Logan. I wins. really don't have much le- much no. for this. No, I just I uh, haven't seen these things. No, Sorry. I've seen a lot of the movies, but not all of them. There's like most of them, like the like uh, free billboards. I haven't seen. There's a uh, that's a major one that's getting a lot of uh, nominations. Yeah. So I haven't, I haven't seen, seen a lot one. of these either. But hair, okay, wrap this up. Here's what Logan is going up against. Can it win? I don't know. Call me by your name. The disaster artist. Logan, Molly's Game, Mudbound. I've seen The Disaster Artist. I know nothing about those other movies. Aaron Sorkin wrote Molly's Game. That's all I can tell you. Hmm. I would think that Aaron Sorkin would win. Okay. Because everybody loves Aaron Sorkin. Gotta give the Aaron Sorkin a thing. Okay. Uh, Moving on to something Anthony does know about. It's Black Panther, Anthony. Oh, yeah. I'm awake now. Heard of a little movie about Black Panther? I think Uh, so. A couple of uh, the episode you were out when you were on the holy ship EDM cruise, just getting fucking dancing, doing, I don't know what you were doing. (laughs) Everything. We talked about, we were giving our predictions of what we thought the movie would open. So the official, whoever these people are, the official people that make predictions has come out and they're saying Black Panther is tracking for a 100 to $120 million U.S. debut. Oh, shit. Sounds nice. good, right? But here's the thing. I want, I, we will give uh, our predictions. I want to hear what you think. Here's things to consider. February release, right? Okay. Deadpool, also February release, R-rated. Yeah. I think that opened at like $132 million. Okay. Doctor Strange, not a February release, but a single solo MCU character movie. Yeah. Opened at $85 billion. Okay. So the difference is this is not like his origin. People have already seen him. And it's not an R-rated comedy. What do you think this movie opens opening weekend? <sighs> Those things are so hard to predict. Um, I'd go probably close to 120. I think this movie is going to be really good. I think there's a lot of hype behind it. I think the... There's a lot of hype with uh, the cast and it being, you know, Af- mostly African American, directed by an African American, Black Panther. I think I think this movie's got a lot of hype behind it. I think, and I think it'll be good. So I think it will be close to that 120. I mean, it also, but it's, it's so hard to predict. I don't. I I really don't. I'm just guessing. It's the it also lands on the beginning of the four day President's Day weekend during Black History Month. I think it's going to do a lot more. I think it's going to surprise people. I said 135, but I think it could go, it could go up to 150. I'm, I'm probably... Rugs a, prediction. In line with that, I think it's going to be between 120 and 150. I think it's going to be somewhere landing in the middle of that. May, it could even blow that away because there is... The hype is strong. If you look on social media, oh, yeah. the hype is there. There's there's definitely hype. People like uh, are amped about this movie. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I think we'll have legs. I think it will, people will come we out. We talked about people buying tickets viewings. already. Yes, there's. I mean, the presale. The presale was very strong. It was outselling Civil War presales like two weeks ago. Right. So. Uh, so yeah, and I guess there was a clip. They've been putting out clips. I'm trying not to watch anything. Have Have you guys seen the? I clip? saw one of the clips of uh, like some a car chase. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I don't want to see it. It was real fucking strange, but I mean, look, it was weird. Really. 
I mean, it's mm. like it's just something we've never really seen before. Well, was it with that purpley purple car thing? Yeah, yeah. See, I don't want to see anything. It's so close. I don't want to see anything yeah, until I, I see the fucking movie. Here's a couple of things we do know. This I that some articles came out from Screen Rant. This I found is interesting. The producer of Black of Black Panther says it does not directly set up Infinity War. Which, I like that. Yes. We were wondering, you know, is Cap going to be in this? How much are they going to say? It is the movie before Infinity War. How much are they going to set it up? Now, there's been a lot of cool things about the threads they're going to weave, but they want this to kind of be like a standalone Black Panther movie, which I think is a great idea, which is kind of what like Scott Derrickson did with Doctor Strange. They let him just tell a Doctor Strange story. It's a little bit. So I like that they're not going to try to shoehorn shit. Uh, but here's the interesting thing. So they, Marvel's put out a prelude comic uh, for an Affinity War prelude comic. And most of the time, these prelude tie-in comics are shit, right? They're never anything. Doesn't show you anything. But apparently this series is there's a lot of hints uh, to uh, leading into Infinity War. So I'm not going to – you can read the book. I'll put this link in the show notes, jockandnerd.com slash 205. But I want to mention one of the takeaways because – the character I'm starting to become really excited for is fucking Shuri. The more things I read about Shuri, there's a, you know, about how she's 16 year old and possibly the smartest person on the planet, smarter than Tony Stark. In the prelude comic, they explain that she spends time trying to cure the Winter Soldier. She scanned his mind. She's trying to reboot him, uh, and these some of these mind processes is some of the tech they're going to use. Uh, moving forward. So here's the interesting thing. And there's a twist here. Remember at the end of Civil War, you saw Captain America, Bucky, in Wakanda, in the right. post-credit seat. So when does this movie take place? Will the baby in there? Apparently the movie takes place right when uh, T'Challa gets back to Wakanda. In the prelude comic, it seems Steve Rogers and the Winter Soldier didn't actually head straight to Wakanda after Civil War. It specifies they went there a few weeks later. So what they showed us was a moment at, between Black Panther and Infinity War. Right. So Cap and Bucky won't be there in this movie. We probably shouldn't expect a cameo. What it comes down to is I'm really excited if they're going to build up Shuri to be an awesome character because could she be take the mantle of Iron Man? Could she be the Riri Williams? Downey Jr. Uh, is going to be done soon. Maybe. They've also had her become Black Panther. Oh, the yes. The female Black Panther. Right. So that's probably what they're going to do. That so could be cool. That um, This text she's working on to scan his mind and create like a digital representation. Uh, the Russo brothers have also mentioned that in Civil War, that tech that Tony Stark used, you know, to bring his memories back, the memory hologram, that is a clue to Avengers 4. This is too many spoilers, Imran. Well, no, but this yeah, is all... seriously, dude. What are you doing? These are not spoilers. These are all these threads that are going to be oh. tied in through Black Panther into Infinity War. And I think I'm, I'm, I think Shuri is going to be uh, an awesome character. And I'm like almost as excited to see her as the Black Panther. I know what's going to happen now. Is that, God that, damn it, Imran. Sorry. Fuck you, they, Imran. I, I'll mind wipe everyone. Just ign ignore everything I said. Actually, wasn't really, I wasn't really even paying attention. Yeah, so that's good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just started jumping on the bandwagon of hate not in run because that's fun. Yeah. Well, look, these are all rumors that the internet gave us, and what else did the internet gave us? From page six, the first photos of Brie Larson as Captain oh, Marvel. Yeah. Geek boner. How that, do you feel about this? Well, look, these uh, I don't know if these these are like official like set photos are always awkward. 
I'm getting like a whole like X Men one vibe from this. Like they're not the most flattering pictures of Brie. Also, I have to say, but I don't mind the suit. I kind of like that it's like this battle race car kind of suit. They got the star on the front. I mean, Anthony, it's fine. It's green. People are like, why is it green and black? Anthony, you got a comment about you why it was green and black in our Facebook group. I did. It, I I think what it is is it's an ode to the original. Captain Marvel. Yes. And when he is Marvel, he is wearing a green and yellow or green and white or green and black suit similar to this. And we know Jude Law is and playing we know Marvel. Jude Law, yeah, mm-hmm. is Marvel. I think this is she this is her first form of the suit and then it'll eventually uh dive into the colors that we we know as Captain Marvel. This is your theory. This is my theory. There's also the theory that this is the green is for CGI so that they can CGI something else in there later. Nah, it's way too tooled to be. Uh, I, I think I think it's the uh, an ode to the Marvel. I like the idea. Someone wrote that maybe it's a Cree outfit that she swiped during the Cree Scroll War. We know this takes place in the nineties. It'll be a prequel to like the MCU. Uh, so maybe she snags this off a Cree person and then. Use it as as an homage for the red and blue one, which of course someone already has photoshopped and it's out on the internet. And a lot of people think this red, and I'll put this put this picture in the shout outs. They think this red and blue one is the real one, but this is the edited one. Somebody did. I'll say I, I don't mind the outfit. I don't mind it at all, especially when they with the Reddit form where they colored it the way it should be. Yeah, it, got, it um, looks nice with the red. It looks, and blue. looks okay. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll say it, it's not the the best. It's you know it's not a very flattering photo of Brie Larson. <laughs> right. Um, I was also. It does kind of remind me of Captain America's outfit, whereas I thought Captain Marvel's outfit would be look a little, either a little more sleek or a little more spacey. Right. So I'm getting a, like a leather Captain America vibe, and or like Rugboy said, the a little X Men vibe. So it's not perfect for sure. It's not. It's not. Doesn't blow me away. Well, this is like one. This will be like the initial costume. I'm sure that it's going to change. You know. The thing about Hella was that they made the, her suit look like an otherworldly thing. Like from Asgard, it didn't look like any human. Like, uh, it was cool alien fabric and everything. The texture was cool, sleek. You know, I think after you see that in Thor Ragnarok, and then you see like this, it's like, eh. It's not well, cool. look, I don't think this is the final costume. Like, this is like, you remember Iron Man's first costume was shit. Spider-Man's original costume was shitty. This is going to be an evolution. Um, it's kind of refreshing that it's not skin tight or sexy, because if you look up the history of Captain Marvel's costumes in the comic books, have you seen some of these? Oh, they're bad. So slutty. There's like a black and gold with a gold uh, lightning bolt, and like it's all her hips and everything. It's like upper ass. And there's another one where her midsection is completely like they're so slutty and crazy. So, but then the the latest one, the 2012 costume, which I hope we get, it's a like a full sleeve like battle suit, flight suit. Uh, and uh, I don't. Yeah, it just doesn't look right. cool, like you know. No. Just, but, but these are like these yeah. are these set shots, also. You know, they're like these unofficial fucking. This looks bulky and like set photos and like leathery, and we've done that already, like for the past since two thousand. So like eighteen years of this shit. I like that they got the Captain Marvel star. Uh, well, you know this movie isn't coming out until twenty nineteen, and I found out the reason they're just few, shooting like a few weeks in January, then they're gonna take a break till March, and it's to get tax breaks in California, is why they're shooting this real quick here. So, uh, we got a Pacific Rim ups- uprising new trailer. Hey. Very exciting. Uh, <laughs> is it exciting? I don't know. I'm gonna see it when it comes out. I uh I watched it. Yeah. Okay, Anthony. What did you think of this trailer? Uh, I get, I, they they I I don't like that they reuse the music. Oh, they the did reuse one. the music. Okay. Basically, but I like the music. Yeah. So it's like a love hate. Like 
use some new music, but I don't have a problem with that music per se. Uh, you know, it looks okay. I'm going to see it. Yeah. I think the, uh, the monster battles look fun. Yeah. It looks like there's yeah. a Kaiju or a Jaeger Jaeger that is a bad Jaeger. So they got that going on. I mean, I mean, actually, what I you can, expect I it's, 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 it's a, it's a, another monster movie. Yeah. No, I kind of actually, this got me a little bit more excited. I like the little more story they gave you how they were like, somebody let these Kaiju out. And there's clearly a bunch of Kaiju and it looks like a fun, it's going to be some fun monster battles. I like how these Kaiju look and uh, just more, uh, more Jaegers. Rugs, what do you think of this miss trailer? Guillermo del Toro. You're going to miss Idris yeah. Elba. You're yeah. gonna miss those those two big linchpins in that whole series. Where I mean, Charlie Hunnam, like he, you know, he wasn't a, a big deal. I think that um, whoever whoever we have stepping in is going to be just as good as Charlie Hunnam. So I think um, even though it's gonna be a little bit of a weaker thing without isn't Charlie Hunnam in it? Or no, that's someone else. No, the guy from uh, Philadelphia. What's the fucking name? Tom Hanks. No, I think one of the Clint Eastwood's sons in it. I think Scott Eastwood or something. Oh, Scott Eastwood. Yeah, he's in it. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. What's that? Oh, guy's Charlie in Day. Charlie, Charlie Day's Day. in it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's in it. He's in it. And people, yes. yeah, people are speculating maybe he's the bad guy. Like he let all these things come maybe. back out or something. Bruggs, it's interesting you say that we're going to miss the Guillermo del Toro because Box Office Pro has revealed the current projections for Pacific Rim Uprising, and it's only expected to open to $20 million oh, man, that's bad. in the U.S. Pacific Rim opened to $37 million. So they don't even expect it to make Pacific Rim numbers. No, there's no hype for this. There's no hype no. for this, except for people like us who just <laughs> yeah, want to yeah. see some, some robots battle some fucking monsters. Damn, that's f- pretty <laughs> right? fucking tragic. I don't know how much the budget is, but there. I wonder it's if not, it's going to do really well overseas. Let me look at the what it. That's did. a possibility. They've the Chinese have been uh, turned off with the Transformers. They don't like that shit anymore. They might. What did it do overseas? I'm going to look at it. Up well, right now. what do you think about the fact that Pacific Rim is more ha, has more brand recognition now after it came out and was on video was on TV. Yeah, yeah. It became I think kind nobody of, went to see it when it first came out. Yeah. But then people caught it later. That's true. And, and then they're like, oh, that movie was pretty fucking badass. So Pacific Rim had yeah. a budget, reported budget, 190 mil. Oh. It only made oh. 101 million here. But World Foreign made 309. Whoa. 75% of it came. That's money still came. not. That's very low. It's not yeah, a lot oh, of well, money. It made 411 total. 411. I think what they did they probably, spend on it this, on the second time? Uh, let's see if it. 190 up. was the, the, 190. the first movie? Jesus Christ. Not applicable. applicable. Yeah, they don't have it they up don't yet. They don't have it. Oh. I would say they probably spent the same amount. Maybe but you really, they really think it's going to do that bad, huh? Yeah, they got no hope for this. Uh, there's not a lot of hype for this. No. Other than us. <laughs> That's other than crazy. like kaiju fans. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's an ode to kaiju movies. What's the um, hits on YouTube, though? Let's see. The Pacific Rim had. In terms of that trailer. Oh, God. I don't know if this trailer. This trailer. This. Oh, this isn't a good trailer. Oh, no, yeah. It only says 1,844 yeah, views. Not the right Hollywood trailer. streams. It's no. not the main trailer. Let's see what the main trailer legendary 5.1 million views so from from the legendary post two days that's you know it's whatever when is it coming out i don't even know like that's the thing it's like i don't even know when this fucking movie's coming out uh i don't know it's an okay amount of people that saw it 
I mean, March. Mar- Marvel will do like 30 million in, in one In night. 24 hours, yeah. yeah. Right. Nobody cares except for us. Also, I did watch the Netflix Godzilla movie. Uh, oh, you movie. did? Yes. And? And, well... Uh, How was my review? Was it off? Your review was accurate. Okay. While there are some interesting concepts and there's some cool shit at the very end, I was kind of bored. I was kind of bored for just like Shin Godzilla. It's an animated movie where there's so much talking. So I didn't realize he was talking. that tall in this movie. He's the biggest Godzilla by far. Oh, he's like he's, he's like 150 50 meters. Yes. Yeah, there, well, there's spoilers. Spoiler you, I, you may have, there's two Godzillas. Oh, really? You see the real one at the very, very end, and he does do like a tail attack, and there's all this destruction, and it looks cool. It's just a little bit at the very, very, very end to set up the next movie. So I like the setup for the next movie, but there's so much techno babble about what they're going to do and how they're going to do it and who they got to get and form this army. And I didn't understand why the main guy hated Godzilla so much. Like, it's not really earned. I want to get this right. He is 300 meters tall in this one. What the fuck is that in American the, the numbers? Tallest, no, I don't know. That is <laughs> like a thousand feet or something. It's but like the tallest prior to this was Shin Godzilla at one eighteen point five. So he's three oh, times so, taller than the tallest. Jesus. Godzilla. So yeah, and he was like under the ground and he came out. Uh, I yeah, I don't know. It was all right. I just <sighs> wouldn't watch it again. But <laughs> it but what was made like you watch it. Uh, because it's free on Netflix. It's fucking, <laughs> why not? What else am I doing? Did you like the animation at all? I, did, I, li- I actually, I like the animation. I really like the high contrast style. There's a lot of like deep shadows. Uh, I thought it looked beautiful, but like. Did you notice so, that there was some kind of frame rate? Yes. Only on Godzilla. Yeah. When he was moving, it was very like jittery and skippy. Like it was very weird. I didn't like that. They got to fix agree. that. They can't do that. Uh, but your time. review is pretty accurate. Uh, the concepts are good, but like I, it's just it was uh, it was a lot of talking. It was very boring for a lot of it. There's just a little bit of Godzilla. So. Yeah, and and there's no way that they could do like a monster monster fight with him, like anything but laser shows. Well, now and then you know there's two more parts, so it may you know pull itself together. Whatever. We'll see. It's fine. Uh, in a segment I'm calling "Stupid Petitions of the Week" here at the Junk Nerd Podcast. <laughs> I'm going to have you guys comment on these two podcasts. All right, go for it. Uh, Podcasts or petitions? uh, Petitions, sorry. Petitioncasts. Fans of Inhumans petition ABC to renew the series for a second season. Oh, shit. No. I've only seen one episode of that. I have not finished that. This is also, look, I got a, I got a new sound clip. This sound clip from now on means what the fuck. When you hear this, just imagine us exclaiming what the fuck. Somebody touch my spaghetti. That means what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. Somebody touch my spaghetti. Somebody touch my spaghetti. Or you can demand someone to touch your spaghetti. Somebody touch my spaghetti. Yes. I I like that better. Look, I did not finish the whole season. I watched six episodes. I was like, I'm going to try to make it through it. I didn't. I don't care. Talk about ratings wise. Did anybody watch it? No, I have no idea. They quietly canceled the show. Obviously, they're not bringing it. Did they even finish it? No, they finished the season. They canceled the second. It didn't get picked up. I think they're canceling it. It's fine. No, just if I could just forget that ever happened. Right. Now, but wait, wait, wait. I'm looking up the ratings. Yes, look up the ratings. The thing to take away here. It, it drew uh, <laughs> 1.95 yeah. million viewers. A little more. So, a little under. Not great. Well, how many? 1.5 million total? 1.95. Mm. Jesus. For its finale. Yet, the show has 
alleged fans that I want a petition to renew it. Here's the thing. Lesson to creators. You can make something that's so complete shit and find an audience for it. Oh, shit. Just make you shit. There's uh, people. There's somebody who will like everything. Gotham has been doing this for years. Same same situation. At least Gotham had fun with it. And they've just embraced it and said, you know what? Right. Fuck this. We're going to just go balls out. And it's entertaining. This Inhumans was neither entertaining nor interesting. Uh, it was kind of weird and boring. And Ramsey Bolton was wasted. And blah, blah, blah. And so, okay. That's the uh, second stupid petition of the week. DC Comics fans launch, launch petition to make the Joker gay. Sorry, I interrupted the spaghetti. Uh, that's another bad one. I think I think Bilotti was well, the guy that commented on Jock and Her Nation yes, and put it right. Yes, like yes. So we're this petitioning no for okay. So if this is like supposed to be a good thing, like he's right. gay now, like oh, major yes. character's gay. So you have a raging psychopath that like commits rape and like murder. Like that's what you want to represent the gay Why community. Why would the LGBTQAIA community want? This yeah, to be I mean, a representation. I don't give a shit. Make the Joker gay. It doesn't affect me in the least. <laughs> no, it doesn't, but it just doesn't make care. any sense. It doesn't make any You're sense. You're just making him gay just to make him gay. I just and think, he could like, be gay. I just think yeah. it's stupid that you like you petition to have yes. to change a character to fit whatever you want. It's stupid. Such a waste of internet bandwidth and time and effort I and I gotta passion. start petitioning to make every character a puppet. Yes, yes, why don't we start that? I petition for more Pakistani leads on TV shows. Well, you, Imran, there aren't that many Pakistani actors. I don't care. You get them and you put them on TV. I deserve it. Uh, but the Joker, I've always thought was kind of like- I petition for more people to get laid more often. More penis. I yeah, petition penis for- I'm behind vagina. that. <laughs> That's a good petition. And vagina on vagina or penis on penis. Whatever there's you want. Nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. I've always thought the Joker was kind of like bi-curious. Like I always, uh, he was, he's kind of like Prince. Like you don't really know. He likes both things. It doesn't yeah, matter. What his, not even a it, big deal. It's not a big deal. Uh, that's why it's in the segment called Stupid Petitions of the Week. Okay. I got one piece of comics news that I am surprised I forgot to mention last week. Oh, I'll leave this one to you guys. This is amazing, Rogs. Get ready to be happy. All your prayers to Jesus Alabuda. They've all come true. Okay. Christmas has come early. After 10 years, Dan Slott is leaving Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, shit. I'm thankful for this. <laughs> Are you thankful? But it's kind of like Elaborate. a little too late. Like, he's already fucking done irreparable damage. You think the damage has been done? He will be leaving to write Iron Man. So, uh, hey, sorry, yeah, Iron Man fans. Yeah, sorry if you're reading Iron Man. No, look. we've we've. If you've listened to the show, you know about uh, contentious feelings over Dan Slott. I... Uh, I sometimes enjoy it. I have been reading Amazing Spider-Man. They've gone back to legacy numbering. So it's like in the 790-something, which is very cool. But this is the guy that's responsible for Spider-Island, right? Where everybody right. got spider powers. Yeah. Then what does he do? Uh, he makes Doc Ock Spider-Man. That's his thing. Like, his only creative thing is to make everybody Spider-Man. <laughs> I love superior like, Spider-Man. Then all of the, then he does Spider-Verse. Every Spider-Man from every incarnation to show up. He's done, that's all he's done. He's like, he yes. can't think of anything original. So he's like, hey, let's make every kind of Spider-Man so every fan could just have their own Spider-Man. I'm like, that's, that's fucking the most pandery, stupid bullshit I've ever heard. And he's done it. And so, and not only that, let's make everybody fucking smart. Let's make Mary Jane Spider-Man. Everybody's fucking smart. They did this shit in like 
in like the early 60s and 70s where like they were just trying everything and it was desperate. That was the campy nature of those books then. And, and it was kind of fun in the time. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> just, it's just I, lazy bullshit. I don't completely bullshit. hate the Dan Slott stuff because it is Spider-Man. And if he's writing Spider-Man. Did they get, did, name one great new villain that's going to stand the test of time that Dan Slott created. Not a villain, but did they come up with Spider-Gwen? No, I know you hate the Spider-Gwen. Yeah, that's a fucking come. farce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fucking farce. It's a Deadpooling of Spider. Well, he made, her name uh, is Spider Gwen. Like <laughs> Silk. Okay, maybe it's a. I don't. Is that a cool? Uh, he even a came cool, up with Silk. That's is that right. Even a cool idea. I don't even know. Uh, that, you know, I don't know. That is kind of a forced retro. He, he made Doc Ock somewhat okay. Like as in, uh, like not a bad guy, right? Was that yeah. Well, he kind of gave him redemption, and so I, I love Superior Spider-Man. I love Doc being like, I can do this better than Peter because I'm organized. I got these bots. But then it he went real- on too long, though. He, but that was the thing. It's like you thought it like they been a great, ended. Like, it would have been a great like six part miniseries. They so they ended Spider Man at seven hundred and and Doc Ock becomes Spider Man. You have Superior Spider Man. You thought he was gone for good. That went on for like thirty six issues. Yeah, way too many until issues until they reversed it. Uh, but now, to his credit, I'm reading a, the most recent issue. His company he destroyed his company, so Doc Ock couldn't get to it. Peter has nothing. He's dating Bobby Morris, Mockingbird. There, he's living in her apartment because he has nowhere to live, and he's returned to the Daily Bugle as the science editor, working with Robbie Robertson. That's what's going on in Amazing Spider-Man comic books. Yeah, because he has to. He had to bring it all back. To, he brought it all back because but, he had dude, fucked you, it up so. You bad. can't deny the legacy this guy has on the character, good or bad, for the past ten years. It's been Dan Slott's Spider-Man. Yeah, and he's well, done, everybody's so. got a bad batch. I, I for one, I'm also excited to see a new person take on Spider-Man. So. It's I all... hope that the person <laughs> who takes over for Spider-Man fucking actually likes Spider-Man. But I think and... Dan Slott does love the character. He just likes fucking with it, though, too. He just, no, you don't. Yeah. You wouldn't write a character for 10 years if you fucking hated it. Name, like, I don't think that anything great happened with Spider-Man. I've never heard anybody explain to me, even when I tried to read it, it was just, it was fucking laborious. Spider versus fun. Read Superior Spider Man. Last bit of news I got for this segment: uh, a little bit of jock news. Hey! Surprise, surprise! Uh, the WWE's Vince McMahon has announced the XFL is going to return in 2020. Oh shit! I gotta play this. Somebody touch my spaghetti! <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, who can tell us about the XFL? What was it? 2001? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Somewhere. Are you alive you, for this, Anthony? <laughs> oh, Anthony, yeah. do you remember the XFL? I do. It was terrible. Yeah. It was awful. What do you remember about it? Um, I think it was like, it called the, it's XFL is like the extreme football league. It was, I guess it's extreme. Uh, it was haphazardly done. They, they put together like eight teams or some, someone will correct me, but yeah, eight teams and, uh, the teams, the quality of football was really bad, and they were trying to be extreme, so they had like no fair catch, and then they started like getting desperate, and they would really play up the sex factor. Like the cheerleaders are really fucking <laughs> yep. sexy, and like they'd be like, "Oh, we're gonna have a camera in the locker room when they're changing," and then they'd have like yep. pro wrestling announcers doing the play. It was just bad, um, really, Dude, bad. really bad I, idea. 
There's a great 30 for 30. Yeah, there is. The really XFL. good. It's amazing. And how I know it is from listening to Opie and Anthony talk about it because they did the pregame. They were on NBC, these fucking schmucks, Opie and Anthony, doing the pregame. There's hot chicks everywhere. They're making stupid jokes, just making shit up. And you watch these videos. And even though it's 2001, it seems ancient. It seems like it's like 40 years old. Wasn't this? Didn't to start the game, like one te- member from each team had to run at the ball in the middle? Yeah, and so got instead it of doing a coin toss, they would have to... They call Holy it a scramble shit. and throw have the ball in the middle and yes. two players would run and try to grab it first. And there's one player that had like dislocated his shoulder and was out. Yes, in the stuff. first game. Yeah. It was did not Now what's the point do... of this? That... So this time he he's uh it's gonna start in twenty twenty. Uh I guess the first time they had like eight months to put it together, like yeah, you said. He's giving himself it. two years. The first season will have eight teams around the country playing a 10-week schedule. He's put in $100 million of his own money. He's the sole fund of this with Alpha Entertainment. Uh, And he says some of the, there'll be no gimmicks. He said there'll be faster games. Uh, He said the ideal time would be two hours. He wants to just do a tight two-hour football game. And he's wanted to do this ever since uh, the, the first one ended. Now, here's the, this is why I think it's kind of brilliant. In Trump's America. That's so stupid. This is not brilliant. Stop yourself. He he is going to make a league. He's saying McMahon said players in his league will not be given the forum to take a personal stance while playing on the field. His wife, McMahon's wife, Linda, heads the small business administration in Trump's cabinet. His wife is in Trump's cabinet. This is going to be the alt-right football league for the alt-right in the country. Oh, if you make it a political thing, you might get some you may get some traction. This will be like nobody's kneeling. We're not hiring anyone with DUIs or records except for Tim Tebow. He actually said that. He goes, if Tim Tebow wants to play, he can play. Uh, but I think this may actually catch on this time. Oh, you're They're monetizing political stuff. It's great. They're going to fucking <laughs> this world like, end so soon. Dude, we're living in an age where the XFL is coming back and people are eating Tide Pods. What the fuck is going on? I don't know. Let's talk about Black Mirror. You were this. Is, <laughs> if it's not so bleak wrong. enough, do you think this is going to be successful this <laughs> oh, time? Okay. Oh, that, that's what the NFL to be. is a monster. There's no, there's not enough talent to even make this the, is completely useless. Yeah. It, it, real quick, <laughs> so there, there's just not it, the. It's about the quality of the football, and the football yeah. is going to be. I terrible. already hate that there's one NFL. Like yeah, yeah. There's no need for it in life. It's Fuck bad. this. Fuck it. Uh, well, yeah. And, and by 2020, no one is going to give a shit about any of this. Yeah. Like, it's going to be completely moot. What are you doing? It's bad. Uh, all right. That wraps up the news. Look, we're going to take a quick break, play some promos, and we'll be right back to talk about more bleak shit. And that's the first episode of Black Mirror. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, my name's Paul, and I'm not an animal expert. I'm Donna, and I'm not an animal expert either. And together we do a podcast about animals called Varmints. Every week we pick an animal, do a bunch of research on it, and bring you some interesting facts about that animal. But we don't stop there. We talk about that animal in movies, TV, and other pop culture. And we talk about whether or not that animal would make a tasty dish, and how intelligent we think it is on the scale of 1 to 10. It's exactly like one of those fancy PBS nature documentaries. Except with more poo jokes. New episodes go live every Thursday wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Or you can visit us at blazingcariboustudios.com. <laughs> Varmints! Varmints! <laughs> <laughs> Trivia Geeks, the Unpredictable Game Show podcast is back with a brand new season. 
They've got a new host, new games, and a new day and time. But that's not all. Now you can download their companion app, Triv Now, and play along in real time. Watch Carrie on YouTube as she tries to convince her partner that his dark night hasn't risen in years. Listen on Diamond Club and Alpha Geek Radio, Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can also follow the show on Facebook and Twitter and get all the latest updates and showtimes. Are you afraid of what goes bump in the night? Have you or your friends ever pondered a conspiracy? Do you want to know more about the unknown? If so, then put on your tinfoil hat, sit down, and pick up your computer, tablet, or phone. Go to iTunes or YouTube and search for Secret Transmission Podcast and listen to us try to explain the unexplainable. Follow us on Twitter for updates on shows. At Secret Transpod. That's S-E-C-R-E-T-T-R-A-N-S-P-O-D. Or you can email us suggestions at secrettransmission at hotmail.com. That's S-E-C-R-E-T-T-R-A-N-S-M-I-S-S-I-O-N at hotmail.com. Listener, if you've been enjoying the show, consider joining our fan club. It's a place where you can help us out and you will get more show Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon uh, and sign up for to get an exclusive RSS feed that has hours and hours of bonus content. We're adding new shit on there all the time. We recorded a, a rug down prior to recording this show. We'll throw that up there. And there's actually in the podcast feed, you may have already heard it. If you didn't, go back. There's a cl- a bonus clip. It's a sample of uh, what we put up. And it's every it's everyone contributing uh, as we all get up to speed on the latest internet memes and, and bro hashtags. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Is it still ass-eaten season, Anthony? That's my question to you. Uh, currently, yeah, I would say yeah, so. We're still in season? We're still right, in ass-eaten season. Okay, you I just feel- picture Anthony licking his finger and putting it up in the air and <laughs> feeling the wind. Yep. He's like, yes, still Got is. a couple of uh, weeks left on the ass-eaten season, listener. Hashtag Sigs Inside. Send it. Sigs uh, Inside. Send it. Eat a Tide Pod, you <laughs> son yeah. of a bitch. Eat a Tide Pussy. Pod. Clean up the gene pool. Check out that free clip. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Sign up today. Here we go. Spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. I mean, do you really need to hit that button? It's how long old is Black Okay, Bear? this this uh, this first episode uh, premiered in 2011. <laughs> <laughs> so just like uh, the Game of Thrones, uh, Anthony, this time Anthony's catching up late. And just like Game of Thrones, I think, Anthony, we will go at your pace this time. That's fine. Whatever you watch, we I will think we got to do season by season. I don't yeah. want to do episode by. Yeah, we're episode. We're not going to do. This is the only time we'll do this one episode. Well, we will start with the introductory episode because it's kind of an imp- infamous episode, and uh, for a lot of people, it turns them off the show. Uh, a little bit of information about the Black Mirror created by Charlie Brooker and Animal Jones, serving as showrunners for BBC America Channel Four, British show for like two seasons, starting in 2011. Netflix picks it up and uh, is, has been producing the last two seasons. Season four just came out. And uh, do you guys ever wonder what the title means? Do you understand what why it's Black Mirror, Anthony? No, I have guesses? no idea. Rugs? Yeah, I think it has to do with like uh, screens or something. Well, look, if you hold up your cell phone, if you turn off your, your monitor and look in it, if you look at your TV when it's off, what do you see? A Black Mirror. You see the Black Mirror. Got it. That, I love that. Geek Mooner. I love the name of that one. So the first episode is called National Anthem. This is the show that kicks off this whole series, trying to get people into this anthology series like Twilight Zone, but they want to separate it from Twilight Zone. 
in this episode, I've talked to many people. It scares a lot of people off. They can't get past this episode. It is a fucked up episode. It's weird. It's, it is lovingly known on the internet as the pig fucking episode. <laughs> Hashtag pig fucker. Now, All right, but, so set it up, Imran. Okay, premise is real simple. It's somewhere in the near future, which is what all these episodes are about. A popular princess Susanna is captured, and a video is sent to the prime minister uh, of London, of England, asking, telling him, you have till 4 p.m. to do the following thing. They want him to fuck a pig live on TV. Oh, shit. Or else they will kill the princess. No shenanigans, though. No shenanigans. They've sent specific instructions about how the camera should move uh, and how it should be set up. The <laughs> the prime minister and his team try to fake people out. They call in a porn star. What was that guy's name? Rod Senseless? Yes. Something like that. <laughs> to, to green screen, the prime minister fucking a pig. And, of course, uh, the, the, the kidnappers are onto this. And they send them the, the what we think is the Prince Susanna's finger. Uh, to the thing. So right away, you know, you're dealing with politics and public opinion. It has uh, a, a great, you know, in 2011, YouTube was a thing. Twitter was a thing. And one video on YouTube can destroy a person. What they don't realize is this thing has been put out on YouTube. Everyone has it. And everyone's watching. Everyone's judging him. Everyone's chiming in on, on instant media, instant media, social media, instant media. Instability. So basically, you can't. It's about how you can't control information. That's number one. Or public opinion, how fickle they are. Uh, the twist being at the end. So let's just talk ourselves through this. Anthony, I really want to know why you're watching this. What's going through your head? What are you feeling the first time? Watching it? Uh, yeah. Well, you spoiled it for me by telling me the premise. You probably shouldn't have just let me even do that. Should have just let me watch it. But I, I didn't tell you if you would do it. Right, right, right. Uh,. I don't know. I was just sitting there and I was just kind of taking it in, to be honest with you. I was not thrown off because you gave me the premise. I was just like, yeah. um, what am I watching? Is, how is this going to play out? Like, yeah. I purposely skipped this episode. Really? Oh, I've never seen this episode until you told me that we're going to do this review. Because okay, so I was you like, watched that, it for the first time. I was like, I was like uh, yeah, this is not my cup of tea. I don't want to watch. I read the little blurb and I go, yeah. oh, that sounds interesting. And so... uh I watched, I would say, about 70% of Black Mirror. Yeah. And then this is one of the ones I didn't watch. So Okay. But then you watched this recently. Yeah. And I thought it was, like, interesting. And I felt like it was, like, a like, little mini movie. Yeah. Um, I was I found it disturbing. But uh, <laughs> I mean, bestiality is a hard sell to, to start off a series. Right. It's just weird. It was just a weird episode. But, like, it was well done. It was well done. I, yeah, I'll, I'll go with, I'll, I'll agree with Rugboy. It's, it's well done. There's a lot of thought-provoking stuff that comes out of it. Yeah, that's uh, what I love about this series. Reading the description, I probably would have never watched this. Yes, I'm still kind of like uh, I don't what know if I, I really liked that. Like yeah. I don't know if I necessarily liked it, but it it is a it's a, like a it's a roundabout way or an odd way to promote a little conversation about the way things are. Now, what I'll say is that Black Mirror has way more to offer than this. Okay, good. And uh, as I said, I enjoyed plenty of episodes of Black Mirror without ever watching this one. It's interesting that the series is kind of you can jump around and why would they uh, start it with this though? Look, he, I think he shock really, factor. Yeah, shock factor. Charlie Booker is Booker is known in in England uh, for British television, but he really wanted to grab you and set this apart from Twilight Zone. And boy, it does like it. It leaves an impression. So to spoil it for the listener, maybe you should watch this. Please watch it, but I'm going to spoil it because. It's so great. The time is ticking down 
And the first time I watched it, I was like, yeah, he's not going to do this. There's no way. He's not going to fuck the pig. They're going to come up with something. And then as it ticks down, you see it in his face where he's like, I'm going to have to fuck this pig. I'm going to have to. And she goes, we've put images in your sight line. And there's two screens with like pornos going on. And the pig is there. And he fucking does it. And the, the reactions of people watching. He's going for an hour. Oh, shit. In an hour. Fucking this pig. They don't show it. Yeah, they said that like if you went too fast, it means that you liked it. Yes, and that was that was great. The little nuances of like you can't appear to like it, but you don't want it to take forever. Try not to look like you're enjoying it. And I'm like, and I'm thinking the second time I watch it, I'm thinking about it from this guy, the guy who played the prime minister. Like, holy shit, just thinking about what he has to do. I don't think I'd ever watch it a second time. I I don't I you know it's crazy. So he fucks <laughs> the pig. They're watching the shots of people reacting to it are incredible because you see how. Like they can't turn away. They don't want to watch it, but they can't turn away. And well, there's this some exactly- people that are disgusted. Some are laughing. Yeah, it's a lot like like what the OJ trial, like when he was being chased uh, down the street. And so we love watching people get humiliated. Now the twit. This is this is so great because they were like, I don't know. May- if it's like I would compare it more to like uh, like the the beheadings that are or on public, the internet. Yeah, yeah, like ISIS weird, beheadings. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah or that's snuff more, films. Not the OJ, the OJ trial, the chase. Chase, you think that's no. you think that's comparable to fucking a pig? No. Well, no, he wasn't gonna kill himself. Supposedly, that's true. We okay, thought, yeah. like so for a moment watching the OJ trial, you're like, we may see OJ Simpson chase, shoot chase, himself in chase. his head. Not the trial, the chase. Not the trial, the yeah. chase. But it was that moment where everyone is just the streets are empty. Everyone's watching this thing, the shared experience. It's so crazy. Uh, and just what thinking about what happens afterwards? Is your career over if you don't do it will they think you let her die and that was selfish if you do do it can you survive the humiliation the great post credit scene well, it, it's was all awesome. prompted because he it gets out that he was trying to get out of it and w- with the the finger being cut off so then public opinion changes right away right everyone's like no man don't do that I, yeah yeah that's that's disgusting let her die i love that yeah, yeah. and then when they find out that you're he's a pussy and, and her he, finger got cut and got finger caught. Cut yeah then they're like oh my god she's that's a human you got to do it. 86% say yes. You're a leader. Yes. And they kind of painted him in a corner. Yeah. And at that point, he had no fucking choice and does it. Great twist at the end where we find out this whole thing is an art performance. They show you a guy in, in, a, in a painting smock watching. And at the end, they show you this guy with his cut, finger cut off being hung. It was his finger. The girl was released 30 minutes before he actually fucked the pig. He didn't have to do any of this. But imagine if he didn't do it and the same thing happened, he would be destroyed. So the great post-credit scenes where they're showing you how his public rating, it goes up. Everyone applauds him. But then you get a little bit of hint that his private life is not good and the wife takes it personally. Uh, But, dude, this is a great example of the show, a great example of how great art can make you uncomfortable. And sometimes you should be uncomfortable and you are uncomfortable watching this. Uh, let me ask you guys a question. Watching this, what side did you find yourself like sympathizing with mm. initially in the beginning when it started unfolding? Huh, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> right? Were you like, I was kind of all he... over the place on yeah. that one. Yeah. I was kind of hoping, I guess what I was kind of hoping, because it's just such a disturbing thought, is that they would find this person before and all of it would not right? have to yes. happen yes and yeah, I, almost, I think that's yes. what i was leaning towards is yeah they'd yeah. find the guy and and we wouldn't have i to think do that this. they mishandled i think that this prime minister mishandled it his responsibility completely 
Well, they did. They thought they had the guy, and that was also a decoy. No, and but just the way him. he reacted, he should have went on the thing and said, "Listen, we don't negotiate with fucking terrorists." Yeah. So we, what you're not going mani- to if we let you manipulate me into doing whatever the fuck. What's to stop everybody else to do it? Right. What's, and, yeah. You yeah. know, we're not negotiating with you. We're going to find you and you do whatever you do. If you do, if you kill this lady, we're going to retaliate in in a way that you're not going to be able to survive. And if, you know, at that point in time, at least you send a message to people. He, he was a little bit of a, a weird fucking like he grabs the woman at one point, his own cabinet person. He wants to kill and, her. Yeah, he wanted to kill her. And like largely he's thinking of how to save face. I, I was like, what would I do? I kept thinking, like, what would I do in this situation? What I have I just to think go- in terms of the government, you can't just fucking let people, uh, you know, push you around and be like that. Even even it's a royal life. Like, I mean, people die all the time. Who cares if it's the princess who dies? Right. And then it, this shows like which way is public opinion? How fickle are they? How much yeah. will you let that weigh your decision? Yeah, I was trying. I was like, it was crossing my mind. Like, what if this were to really happen? Yeah. And yeah, I don't. I don't think. I mean, like, think about no it. The whole entire, the whole entire uh, country of England is now going to be thrust into like disarray because now you got a real. Now you have a fucking humiliated. Uh, you've been beaten by a person. You've been beaten yeah. by a crazy guy. That's essentially what happened. Yep. And he kills himself, and now you got a pig fucker as leader. So I don't really agree with the writing in this episode that it unfolded that he has a good. I think that the whole country would be in disarray that knowing <laughs> that they were manipulated and fooled by like a Banksy. It's like imagine yeah. Banksy did this. You know, that just like how does that restore confidence in a country? It doesn't. So I think that's uh, the the way that they wrote it was a little bullshit. I mean, I think me. the real thing, the theme, not so much the politics, was just our obsession with sex scandals, our obsession no, with watching it, people like, humiliate themselves. I, it's also the how quickly word. Spread like the message, yes, instant. Yes, the message can never really yeah. be controlled. The you internet, can't control has, anything, yes. yes, and then using the I, internet I as a weapon. Why people don't use YouTube as a weapon right? more often? Why hasn't this <laughs> happened? Why hasn't this already happened? Like it's out there. Like, and they said they pulled it down, but then six others would pop up. There's well, yeah. no way well, to stop it. There's no from way being cloned. I mean, if you look at like uh, tweets or Instagram posts, yeah. like yeah. people delete their shit all the time, but it's already out there. Like once you spawn the internet, yeah, people copy it right away. Yeah, their screen grabs instantly. Yeah, like, Casey Neistat, um, yeah, who's a big YouTuber, um, he announced that he was splitting with CNN, who just bought his company out for like twenty something million dollars, right, like, right, uh, a few months ago, and he put out something, and then he immediately deleted it, and then put out a different statement because he maybe had said it the wrong way or whatever, and someone grabbed it and yeah. put it up, and it's and it, still it, had the it's original. Once you press post, even if you yeah. delete it, you are fucked. And, you know, instead we have, I'm like, why isn't somebody, instead we got the people eating Tide Pods and fucking assholes like Logan Paul going to like the Japanese suicide forest and just fucking bu- PewDiePie. Well, even and- like, okay, I mean, even as stupid as something as the Tide Pods. Yeah. Someone started that and put it on the internet. And now it's yes. a thing. Yes. Like, you that's know, like, all that's, that's, all, that's all it takes. Isn't that crazy, though? Like, even this show, it's 2011, but this almost feels a little dated already. Like our relationship to social media and how we interact with people has changed so much. Even then, like it feels a little dated. Like, oh yeah, that was the 2011 old way. Uh, this day, that would have been like uh, somewhere else. If or, you had like, to fuck a pig in round, that'd be even more disrespectful. What would you do? Okay, you are the you have to fuck this pig. What would you do? I'm not fucking a pig. You would let her die. Let that bitch die. Rugs, I'm what not would you fucking do? A pig. Yeah, I'm not doing it either. 
As a leader of a country, I'm not doing it. You would let the girl, the princess yes. Susanna die. Fuck yes. that bitch. All right. I guess the only the only thing that would make me think twice is the lady does say in I guess her cabinet yes. is yes. that I can't guarantee your life if you yes. decide to do that. Your that, safety of yeah. you and your family. So I guess at that point You didn't know which way it was gonna yeah. go. Well, no, I was not that. I was thinking about myself. I'm like, well, if, if it's just me, I'm okay. But if it's but, like if I had a wife family, and kids, yeah. mm, that's tough. Plus, the humiliation to the wife is almost more crushing than like his career. I thought he was going to commit suicide. Right? That, he should. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. He should. Hashtag pig fucker. I love when they showed the tweets. They were like, fuck that pig. Hashtag pig fucker. So uh, creator Charlie Booker denies that he was inspired by this one story. Uh, and the story is... Uh, a new biography reports this is from what is this new biography reports that UK Prime Minister David Cameron while a student in Oxford put quote a private part of his anatomy unquote into the mouth of a dead pig as part of a hazing ritual uh, so it's an unverified claim and Charlie Booker says no, I've never heard of that and this is not why I did it but it is weird it, isn't that different than fucking a live pig though absolutely it's much different than fucking like, a would live you do pig. that before that absolutely if uh, you had a choice to put your dick in a, just the head of a dead oh, pig yeah, and i put my dick in a head no pig. problem yeah, but I, live, that but no problem i'm doing they do that in the philippines all the time that is a street snack on the philippines that is that is a rite of passage that's along how you barbecue the, along with yeah. the duck fed that, that's fetus. The, that's seasoning right there uh, uh, uh. that's penis seasoning <laughs> that's a little salt and Sir, pepper i can't that's... believe we're talking about this <laughs> look again great art can make you feel uncomfortable and sometimes great art does that this show there's gonna be a lot of that anthony now that you got through the first episode i'm very proud with you we've initiated I'll you. i'll say this i watched the first episode yeah i didn't necessarily like hate it or anything yeah but i don't know if i'd watch the second episode unless you were in my ear like you are not that i was disturbed i'm just like yeah. mm, okay not necessarily a show that uh that I'm all that into right now, but maybe I'll maybe I'll get into it. If that is the weird me. thing about this show. If you start at the beginning, because you really have no idea the how different the, every episode is. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some great fucking episodes. Okay, and so I, if anybody's watched this episode, I wouldn't let that stop you from watching the next because every like we said, everyone's an anthology. It all deals with technology and social media and society and us getting fucked. So I, it's I all guess different. I guess my thought is that. I like I appreciate that it's trying to be a thought provoking thing. Yeah. And you know, create some conversation. Not necessarily my cup of tea in terms of what I want to watch when I'm relaxing. I don't want to be uh, overly It gives you anxiety. Yeah. Well, I don't want to be okay, like, "Whoa, so how that happened in the real world." Just know that there's a lot of bleakness in this show. A few of them end in happy endings, but the majority of it it's very bleak and it kind of it, like some of the stuff has happened. So, okay. It's not the most uplifting show. Yes. This is what you can expect. It's just a stark look at a very near future. And I, mean, uh, I like shit like this. It makes yeah, you think, me but too. I'm just saying, it's just like, you can't really do a marathon of this stuff. No, you can't it's, binge it. like, it's hard. It's, it's heavy. It's pretty heavy. And it's yeah. kind of like, it's kind of dark. Yeah. And, uh, to be honest with you, when I watch black mirror, I, I skip around. Yeah. The things that I might be in the mood for. And there are some really great stuff. So like there are there is stuff that's like kind of like like mini movies. There are like mini two, movies. Yeah. I mean, but they really feel like theatrical. Yeah. Um, so I think this is what we should do. I think we should just this episode two and three. Uh episode two is Daniel Kalua from Get Out. Episode three's got Toby Kebbell. Both uh And both very, of those episodes are good. They're very uh, good. One of them is actually one of my favorite episodes of, of the whole series, the net of the next two. 
Um, Anthony, can he consume those two? And then we will continue. Sure. All I right. think if Anthony watches the Toby Kebbell one, yeah. he'll fucking love that one. Okay. I mean, it'll stress him out because if it happens to him, he'll be like, what the fuck? But yeah, I like 15 million merits. I like the Daniel Kalua. Do, one do me a favor. Yeah. Don't tell me the premise. I won't. Not anymore. I just, <laughs> the fir- I just want to tell you the premise of the first one. Okay. Here on in, you're going blind because that really is the best way. Yeah, I'd rather go in blind. And because that's how the show is. It's just, you don't know where it's going to go, what's going to happen. And then you just have these amazing uh, questions and conversations. So right on. All right. I got a little bit of feedback. We're going to wrap it up right here. Wes Cranford, the yank from down under. Got a couple of comments. He wrote in, hey, the Falcon was introduced in 1969. Probably second black superhero. Probably, Wes. Probably. Uh, and then also he says, good day. Listen another day. I love it when you're on time because then I get to listen Monday morning in my work truck. Sometimes I procrastinate when I arrive to job so I can listen more. You're screwing with my productivity. Really excited to do weekly Black Mirror. My payoff maybe for all that Game of Thrones I listen to and have still never seen the show. <laughs> Later, Wes. P.S. Tried to keep it short. Couldn't. Uh, thanks for writing in, Wes. Hope you enjoyed the first episode of Black Mirror. Uh, and then finally, Adam Morris posted this. I'm going to throw this out to Dr. Adam Morris, PhD, on our Facebook group regarding uh, the Masters of the Universe movie that is in starting production, written by David S. Goyer, coming out 2019. Uh, there's an article showing uh, some pr- production artwork. Of the movie, and there's like a blurry image of a screen of like an exoskeleton suit, and it says Tila Battlesuit, and he's working with his designer who he used on Blade, Trinity, and a bunch of other movies, Carlos Fuente. But uh, Adam Morris asked thoughts on this design. Masters of the Universe was always wonky sci-fi inspired, but does anyone want to see them fighting in mechanized suits? No. This may not be representative of what we'll see in the flick. I hope it isn't. Nobody expects fucking He-Man to be grounded in reality. Well, Do they, Rugs? Well, He-Man has all kinds of shit in it. I mean, if you remember watching the Toys That Made Us, they that's pretty a much, great episode. They just threw everything and saw whatever the whatever they fuck they wanted to do that He Man was. It really wasn't like uh, tied down to one specific no. aesthetic. But there was battle suits. There were things that were incorporated into the cartoon and stuff, but uh, not to this level. Like this not is like, a different yeah. level. This is like almost changing the aesthetic of. Of the basic part of He-Man words. Yeah. Hopefully this is just an early design. Now, yeah. uh, watching Thor Ragnarok, I could see He-Man needs to be like a Thor Ragnarok hot fantasy meets a little bit of uh, WWE wrestling uh, flair. Yeah, I was actually thinking the same thing when I was watching Thor Ragnarok. Right? Over the top, campy, crazy fantasy adventure. I, I don't. I mean, yeah, I think it, it works better for... He-Man than it does for Thor because He-Man's cartoon was very funny. Yeah. Uh, it was geared towards kids. Now, uh, is it the best way to do He-Man? Who knows? I mean, it's silly. They literally made this shit up as they were going on. They just wanted to give kids the power. They wanted something that says the kids could say, I have the power because they thought that was cool. And they're like, let's just make these huge jack dudes because all the toys are skinny. We're going to make giant dudes to stick out. I fucking bought one. I had him. I had him too. I was not a He-Man guy. Yeah. No, you weren't at all. Did you watch it? No, it wasn't it like an 80s thing. Yeah. I wonder. It was before your time. And then they had a reboot recently that was good. But it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's very silly and fun and corny. We'll Well, see what these guys come up with. I I was very perceptive early on when um, 
I I was one of the first kids to ever get a He-Man figure. Like that I knew. Oh, you were special. All right. Yeah. So I read the comics and or I looked at the pictures anyway. Then when I saw the show, I was like not impressed with the show at all. I was like, this show is not like the comics. This, this is like, or even the figures. I'm like, the figures don't even fit into this show. <laughs> like, this is a weird show. It's yeah. not cool at all. So uh, I picked up on that. And then as I got older, I really was really like, this is show is really sucks. <laughs> yeah. Why? What is this show? Is, it's so why weird. Why was this like this? Why is he? It's why terrible. Is that? <laughs> it's not good on rewatches, but it, it's the nostalgia and the camp. Yeah. It's Cheezola. But I think you could make a fun like Thor Rag if it looked like Thor Ragnarok. Why don't a they fun just go full movie. camp then and make this? They should. That's what I think they should. Yeah, just make it like Spaceballs. Yeah, I think that if they do a Ragnarok thing, it'll be okay. I think like a, that's yeah. a good balance. A space action comedy. I would just go. Fantasy. I would just not take it also. It also. I mean, just depend. Depend. Um, based off what you guys are saying, I would make it even more campy than Thor Ragnarok. See when, mm. but I love, they made a second cartoon, mm-hmm. actually the third or fourth cartoon. Oh, that's a good, uh, yeah. You and can go that, that way was too. badass. Yeah. And it was and it fucking take sick. It serious. A little yeah. more serious. If you look at like big blockbusters now, there, there isn't one that has like serious production design. Yeah. But it's fucking hilarious. And like, and just like full camp. Oh, that's interesting. Like, what if was they just close. went that? What, but like, you know, yeah. what if they went that way? Yeah, we've not seen that. That's true. Like, <laughs> We're gonna spend these amazing sets, but it's all comedy. yeah, but it's a fall count. <laughs> Imagine if Spaceballs had two hundred million dollars. What would that look like? Right. I don't know. Just a that's, thought. That's because everything. I, everyone's trying to be make a series like this yeah, real, like yeah. this epic yeah. um, franchise. But what if yeah. you just made something funny? It could work. Look at Jumanji. People seem to love the Jumanji. It's funny. Yeah. Jumanji. yeah well, yeah. But, people. It's like it's also <laughs> ask the movie. Never ask the movie. Yes, in, uh, Idiocracy. Yes, the, that's the, what we're going. We're going the most, bro. the highest uh, grossing movie was called Ass, and they had cut to the inside the theater, and it was literally a white guy's ass, and people were just standing there laughing like idiots, and they, for two hours. <laughs> that's, yes, that is funny. And and uh, the number one TV show uh, at the time was Ow My Balls. Where someone was just getting hit in the balls, like Oh Ow My Balls. That was the name of the show. Yeah, that was a great. Go away, Baton. That's my favorite. <laughs> I love money, though. Uh, sorry, I could do fucking uh, idiocracy lines all day long, but that's not why we're here. We're here to say thanks for listening to the Jock and Ed podcast. Rugs, where can they find you, Rugs? At Really Rug Boy on Twitter. Right on, find me. Find him. Give him a follow. Uh, subscribe. Stick to a th- finger up his butt. Touch his spaghetti. Whole hand. See, whole hand it. Uh, shove it right up there. Subscribe to uh, Trivia Geeks Live. We're pumping out new shows. Lots of fun, hilarity, insane trivia podcast. And then subscribe to this show. And most importantly, yeah, subscribe to this one. Tell a friend, listener. Subscribe your friend. Grab your friend. Shake them hard. Give them one of these. Chugging nerd. And then they'll understand the meaning of life. Thanks for listening to the Chugging Nerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's a nerd. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Jogging nerd!